Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast Postgame Show is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, and by Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. That's right, disembodied voice. This is the Maddow Chicago Hockey Podcast post-game show. I am James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago, actually coming to you live from NBC Tower this evening. And with me, as always, comfortable at his home in Homewood, Illinois, the pride and joy of that wonderful suburb, the one and only Jay Zawoski of 670 The Score. Jay, saw on Instagram you were having some uh, basement flooding problems. Has that been more painful to deal with, or have the Blackhawks been more painful to deal with? Uh, the flooding problems were yesterday, and that was uh, almost as bad as yesterday's Hawks game. Uh, today was good. Today was a good day. No, no, no uh, catastrophic disasters in my home. Uh, had a nice family Christmas party, came home, watched the uh, Hawks game, and... Here we are. And last night, James, <laughs> when I did the postgame show, I mentioned um, baby steps. You know, hopefully they would, you know, not be trailing after one or not give up a goal in the first 30 seconds and blah, blah, blah. I think tonight was one of those baby steps kind of games where definitely they could have won. They played well enough to win. It was just a normal hockey game where there wasn't catastrophic, idiotic things happening all over the ice the entire game. Um, they held their own against a decent team unbelievable save at the end on Anisimov by Mike Smith where he was down and out and just kicked up his leg and just happened to kick the puck out of the air. Dylan Strom was denied on a great scoring chance. Uh, so game could have gone either way. And to me, while there are no moral victories, it's a sign that things are maybe calming down a little bit and things may be getting back to normalizing a little bit. And look, they, they didn't win. I'm not going to sing them a song for not winning, but at least it wasn't an embarrassment. And right now, that's an improvement from what we've seen over the last handful of games. 
Let me try to disabuse you of this notion that the game wasn't an embarrassment. Uh, we'll start out with uh, the fact the Blackhawks allowed 14 shots in the first 10 minutes of the freaking hockey game. That kind of crap needs to stop. They've now been outscored 18 to five in their last seven first periods, which is not a, exactly a way that you win hockey games. You had Chris Kunitz throwing a suspension worthy elbow tonight, which I mean, maybe that was a good thing for the Blackhawks <laughs> that he wasn't on the ice. But you ended up giving up two power play goals on that ensuing power play, and that basically cost you the game. The Blackhawks went three power plays in a row without getting a single shot on goal. I know they did get a power play goal tonight, but when you can manage to go six whole minutes of power play time without a single shot on goal, that's pretty dang impressive, if you ask me. And then it's just all of that stuff. And then at the very end of the game, when you look at the score sheet, the Blackhawks were chasing this game most of the night, and you would think that that would have elevated their shots on goal total. They got outshot 41 to 24 tonight. That's just not a way that you're going to win hockey games. And the Blackhawks did quite a few good things tonight. I have a list, actually. I do a list of good and bad things to hit in these post-game shows, and I do have a bunch of good things to hit on that list but all that bad stuff is really bad and really annoying and really disconcerting when you look at it in kind of a big picture sense. Well, Chris Kunitz, by the way, who you mentioned, who did take the major penalty and then was uh, thrown out of the game during that five minute penalty, the Calgary Flames scored twice. Chris Kunitz has played 20 games this year for the Blackhawks and has recorded two assists. So in the <laughs> five minute power play that the Flames got because of his dumbass elbow, they scored two more goals than he scored all year. So I am completely done with Chris Kunitz. I don't need to see him on the ice anymore for the Blackhawks. I've seen enough. I've seen what I need to see. Veteran presence be damned. If you wanted to be a nice veteran presence around the team, you just uh, hand him a little front office job and say, here, hang around a little bit. Uh, that's what you can do because on the ice, he's uh, supplying absolutely, absolutely nothing. Nothing. Teach Brian Campbell how to be on TV. Oof. Bad. <laughs> Man, remember the funny thing, too, is like they were like, whoa, yeah, when he's done playing, he's going to really be a broadcaster. He can't speak. <laughs> That's problematic. Not, not being able to speak yeah. is a problem when you want to be a broadcaster. I think Brian Campbell has a lot more of a future as a coach than a broadcaster. I'm willing to bet that he actually would be an excellent coach. I think that's probably more up his alley than uh, potentially a broadcasting career. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. Anyway, um, yeah, not perfect. But again, we're talking about, uh, you know, baby step sort of things here. Uh, And when we talk about the even strength numbers, uh, the Blackhawks, we're uh, 48% Corsi tonight, uh, Calgary 37, the Blackhawks 34. So not quite as one-sided without the Calgary power play. Um, but still, you're right. In the first period, just getting uh, outshot by a, a ton, Corey Crawford keeps him in the game. Um, mm-hmm. But I have to say, like, look, this game was better from where it's been. And where it's been has been god-awful. But the fear is when you have games like you had in Nashville – in Winnipeg and these games where you're getting blown out early is that it's just going to derail and be that way every night. Some of the stuff I saw tonight, despite it not being a perfect game by any means, left me some space for encouragement. You saw players sticking up for each other. 
You saw people taking exception when Corey Crawford would, would get bumped. Stuff that hockey teams do when they give a crap. And the fact that that Can it is... please not be Brandon Sod and Alex DeBrincat doing the sticking up, by the way? What Can it br- just t- remain the Brandon Manning? Well, Can by the way, and Manning, I don't recall the last time the Blackhawks had a fight where it was like one of those old school agreed upon, like, let's in the middle of a play agree to drop the gloves and have a fight. I don't remember the last time that happened. I'm not. It's not a criticism at all. It's just more of an observation that it's, yeah. it seems like that never happens anymore. And I know the instigator penalty is part of that, but. You know how I feel about fighting. If they take it away, cool. If they keep it, whatever. Um, but in the moment, they're exciting. It was kind of cool to see that old school style uh, mutual agreement, let's drop the gloves sort of a thing here. And it was kind of building to that the entire night. Brandon Manning was had a burr under his saddle the entire game, and I feel like he was looking for an excuse to get punchy, and he finally found it. So, I mean, if that's how... He wants to make a contribution to the team. I would certainly take sticking up for Corey Crawford over, oh, I don't know, bad turnovers, stupid passes, poor defensive positioning, any of that other stuff that he normally does. So this was actually quite an improvement for Brandon Manning. Yeah, one thing, too, that uh, warrants mentioning is the fact that the Hawks had so many chances to get pucks on net and just miss the net. Over God, and yes. over late in the game, you had Alex Dabrinkit missing it. He had to get that shot off quick, so I understand it. Uh, was it Cahoon or Kempf that missed a net late in the third two on a good scoring chance? Camp. Like, put yeah. the damn puck on the net. I know it's easier said than done from my cushy couch in Homewood and from your <laughs> plush offices in the NBC Tower, but, like, this was we bitched about this about Duncan Keith forever. He would always be shooting for the redirect. Shoot for the net, yep. and maybe the redirect will happen anyway. Make require the goalie to make a save and you're going to increase your chances of scoring. It's very simple. Yeah, I mean, we we saw honestly tonight, we saw a perfect example of what you're talking about, where even under less than ideal circumstances, a guy put a puck on net and scored. And that was Dylan Strom, who ended up coming in on a half breakaway, had to backhand the shot because he couldn't get the puck to his forehand and still managed to beat Mike Smith. Like, that's what you're talking about. Just try to get the puck on net and odds are, especially against a guy like Mike Smith, who has about the uh, save radius of a colander. I feel like he definitely couldn't give up some leaky goals and he has his adventures with the puck and all that crap. Just put it on him, man. And let's just roll the dice and see what happens. I agree. You want to do the three stars? Absolutely. would love to do the three stars. The three stars of the game are brought to you by our star real estate broker, Michael Elwood of REMAX First Service, serving all your real estate needs in the Chicagoland area. 708-675-1600. That's right. The three stars of the game are brought to you by Michael Elwood at REMAX First Service, our star realtor, 708-675-1600. Find your dream house like I did in Homewood with Michael Elwood, 708-675-1600. James and I spoke during the game about our three stars, and I think I've not really changed mine since we spoke. Have you? Uh, I mean, my order can probably be negotiated, but I think my three players remain the same. Okay, start it off for us. 
All right. Jay and I debated fiercely over which Calgary flame we were going to include in the three stars. So our honorable mention goes to Sean Monahan, who just seemed like he was all over the ice tonight, had a goal and an assist had a really solid game for Calgary. But we decided our third our third star of the game based solely on (laughs) his awesome scorpion kick save in the third period. And the fact that he kept the Blackhawks from tying the game, the aforementioned colander sieve. Mike Smith. And the number two star of the game goes to Blackhawks goaltender Corey Crawford, who early on, we mentioned it, kept the Hawks in the game, was outstanding in the first period, made the big saves late in the game when he had to to keep the Blackhawks in it. So Corey Crawford, our number two star. Maybe mishandled a rebound a little bit on the first goal, but I'm hardly going to hold that against him when he basically stemmed the tide and kept the Blackhawks in the hockey game throughout the first period and ended up with 38 saves tonight, but he is not our first star. That honor goes to Dylan Strom, who since he has been acquired by the Blackhawks has been showing some of the skills that we kind of were hoping that he would had another goal tonight, a fantastic play, a give and go with Alex DeBrincat at the blue line, just a wonderfully executed piece of hockey, had four shots on goal tonight, really liked really been liking overall what I've seen from Dylan Strom. Yeah, I, I think this was for sure his strongest game as a Blackhawk. Uh, could have had several goals. You mentioned the backhand goal he scored. He also sprung Alex Dabrinkit on a really nice area pass, as Eddie Olchek calls it, uh, sending Dabrinkit on a breakaway. Uh, yeah, I like what I've seen. And uh, two goals in, what is this, his fourth game as a Hawk, fifth game as a Hawk. You're seeing him sort of find his way here uh, with the Blackhawks. Not perfect. There were some things that uh, made me sort of grown or, or scratch my head a little bit but I think he was uh, one of the most effective Hawks skaters uh, and with the goal and with some excellent scoring chances I feel pretty good about giving it to Dylan Strom tonight absolutely I have to agree with you uh, definitely liked what I saw from him and Corey Crawford uh, really thought Jonathan Taves had a nice game too had a really solid goal lots of speed on that goal how about that like that's a goal that I think the last few seasons he doesn't score, gave the pass to himself off the boards, had a breakaway goal on Mike Smith, just good, solid offensive game from the captain, but I feel pretty comfortable with what we did with the three stars. All right, those three stars were brought to you by Michael Elwood of Remax First Service, 708-675-1600. He is our star realtor. That's going to do it for the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. For my partner, James Navo. I am Jay Zawoski. Thank you to our sponsors, Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090. Marishka's in Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. Chuck's Southern Covers Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. Rabbit Brewing, the time has come for you to drink mythological-level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. And, of course, Michael Elwood from Remax First Service. 708-675-1600. He is our star realtor. We'll be back later this week with a full-length podcast. Thinking maybe Monday, maybe Tuesday. We will find out, but we'll be back sooner than you think on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast.